You're listening to Takeout Therapy. I'm your host, Rebecca Hunter. I'm a private practice therapist and anxiety specialist who's doing things differently. In about 20 minutes, I'm here to teach you how to deal with an everyday difficult element of life in a healthier way. This podcast is unscripted, totally unedited, just my straight up advice from years of experience. This is not therapy. It's just personal growth for people in a hurry for change. So let's get to work. Hello, hello, my friend. I hope today's podcast finds you happy and healthy and looking forward to digging in a little bit further on your personal growth project. So today I want to talk about something that keeps coming up in the therapy office. Every time there's a theme that develops in the therapy office, I really like to bring it out to you guys. I like to, well, first of all, I like to think about it right? I like to think about it in my own life. So a theme has developed lately and I've been thinking about it in my own life. And actually I'm really lucky because, you know, I'm a therapist. (laughs) And so I get to sit with other people while they're kind of trying to figure out who they are and improve their relationship with themselves. And together we come up with ideas for things that they can do to do their work basically to stay engaged in their relationship with their self and work on the areas of their life that they need to work on. So lately, the theme that's been coming up is this idea about people not having time to themselves. And frankly, the inherent value of spending time with oneself. And I've thought a lot about this because it would be really easy um, for me particularly to go, well, I already do that. You know, my kids aren't around. I am an empty nester. I have all this time. My husband has other things that he's doing. Like we're not joined at the hip. We have tons of time by ourselves. This is not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about time to yourself to like sweep your kitchen floor and listen to your podcast. Hey, I see you there. (laughs) I'm talking about spending time with yourself for reals. Like that's all you're doing. And as this theme started to develop in the therapy office, I kind of did that whole like, well, I already do that. And then I started listening a little bit further to my own self and thinking, well, no, you don't. You never like really take time out of your life to go and spend a moment with yourself, wrapped up in yourself, right? And I'm going to talk about like kind of the importance of this and what we might do if we were to take the time out of our lives to go and be with ourselves. So What I'm talking about is a separate activity of spending time alone. Maybe I'll give you like a few examples of what this might look like. Maybe um, you find somebody to look after your, uh, your duties, whatever your duties are in your life, and you take a few days off and you drive somewhere else and, and spend time with yourself. Okay. Maybe you go camping. Maybe you take yourself on a hike all by yourself, right? Maybe you take yourself to the river. Um, I want to kind of differentiate this idea from like doing things by ourselves. 
because I'm not actually talking about the focus being on the doing. I'm talking about the focus being on you, the being with you. And the reason why it's so important is because when we're doing things, our brain and our body are doing things, right? We are not kind of relationship building with ourselves or spending um, time deeply thinking about things that we want to be thinking about. We're doing, we're doing, we're doing, we're always flipping doing, aren't we? And so what I'm kind of talking about is this different intention of, no, I, I might go on a walk, but the intention of the walk is to be with myself. So recently, um, I told you in the last episode, I totally got taken down by the COVID monster. And on day seven, I thought I might lose my mind because I'd been in bed forever. And so my sister called and she said, hey, we just got back from um, a great campsite and I wanted to offer it to you because it's still up there and nobody has it. And we live at the base of a mountain. And so I was like, hmm, a campsite. It's sitting right there waiting for me and I could go and be ill up there, right? (laughs) In nature, outside, like I'm not going to infect anybody when I'm sitting in my tent. So I decided to do it. I packed up my stuff, which by the way, I was a little bit ill. And so it was, (laughs) it was kind of a big job, but it was like so worth it. So I packed up all my camping stuff, which doesn't take me very long because I will go camping literally at the drop of a hat. Call me. I will say yes. Um, you know, so I packed up all my stuff and I drove like 30 minutes from my house and I arrived at this beautiful little campsite and I set up my stuff and I sat by the river and I got out my journal And so as I kind of talk to you about this process today, I'm going to tell you about what I did during my time with myself and why I did that and how it has really, really helped me. So the thing is, my friend, in the daily dailies of life, we don't do a very good job of being in relationship with ourselves. You know how you have your person or you have your kids or you have your family or you have your coworkers and you're like in relationship with them, right? Like you spend time with them, you talk with them about things, you hopefully ask them questions about themselves. If you don't, um, perhaps that's something you could add to your relationship repertoire because curiosity and openness are a nice part of being in relationship. But do we do that with ourselves? No, we haul our meat sack through our chores and to work and within all of our relationships, but we don't turn towards ourselves and spend time relationship building with ourselves. And I think this is really, really important that we start to do this. So what I decided to do was go and be in relationship with myself. Now, when I went, I wasn't a hundred percent. And so I had to have kindness towards myself. I got up there and then I just like kind of had to set up my hammock real quick and lay down because I was really tired. I, I was really, really fatigued. And instead of being like, well, this is stupid. I can't even set up my tent. I had to be gentle with myself. I had to be kind. 
I had to wait until I felt the energy to set up my tent and then do it. I even had to have a sense of humor with myself. These are all things that we do for other people, my friend. We relationship build. These times that we spend with people, we can't have a relationship with somebody without actually giving them any attention at all. That's not a relationship, right? And so when you start to think about your relationship with yourself, just as you do your other relationship, your behavior starts to change. And spending time with yourself is very, very important. So it's also just such an opportunity for self-realization, right? To sit down with our journal or sit down and push record, right? And talk about what's going on, what's going on in life, right? Um, Talk with yourself about how you feel about things, about what's happening, Just be with yourself. That's what we do in journaling. And I'm getting more and more gung-ho about journaling every single day because self-realization and getting insight about oneself is crucial to the relationship that you have with yourself. How can you be in a relationship with somebody who you don't even understand their behavior? How can you be in relationship with somebody when you don't talk about certain things with them that are taboo subjects, right? So spending time getting out of your life, getting into a different environment for at least an overnighter or at least a few hours if you can, it opens you up to start to have different conversations with yourself. It's also really a great opportunity to practice mindfulness. Can you just be with yourself? (laughs) Can you just like stop thinking about next week or last week and just be in your life with yourself? Can you notice how you feel in your body? Can you notice the pattern of your thoughts and then come back into the present moment? So whenever I take these little trips, and sometimes I'll go on a backpacking trip, sometimes I'll just run up and go camping, sometimes it's like I'll get out on the water on my paddleboard, or I'll take a little hike, whatever I'm doing, though, my my goal, my intention is always to be in relationship with myself, to develop insight and have interesting conversations, and to be where I am. Not try to convince myself that I ought not to be where I am. Not try to convince myself that I'm, pro- I'm problematic because I am where I am. But no, mindfulness. It's just the ability to be where you are, right? And my, my harder question that I ask in therapy is like, if you can't be with yourself, how can you like be mindful in your relationships? How can you be with other people, right? Without like asking them to be different or criticizing their behavior or just being irritated or, you know, like just um, dealing with people. Mindfulness isn't about dealing with anything. It's about just showing up for what's actually happening. It was really fun. You know, I I purposely took some time, um, a couple hours really on my little camping trip. I was camping right next to a creek And it was really um, a beautiful little scene. And I just sat in that scene and I just felt my feelings. And I, and I looked at that beautiful little Creek 
and I examined the trees and I looked at the bushes. There were some flowers. I just appreciated the, the um, environment where I was. So simple, not intellectual, my friend. <laughs> this is very simple. This is like, can you just show up here on the earth and see what's up, right? And then the other thing, which I keep alluding to, is like this emotional need. See, when we're in and among other people all the time, we have to behave in a certain way, right? So even if I have like deep sadness about something, when I surround myself with other people all the time, there's no opportunity for me to express my emotions. And I, I was recently talking with somebody who basically said like, you know, life is like a pitcher of water and it just pours over the top of your head constantly. Sometimes it's a dribble, sometimes it's dumping, and usually it's just a long stream of this and that. Emotions, situations, complications, joy, sadness, frustration, anger, excitement. It's just pouring, pouring, pouring as though we are a vessel. If you don't get rid of some of the stuff that gets poured, you're overflowing, my friend. And a lot of times in therapy, I talk to people about emotions and people want to know like, why am I so emotional? Or why can't I express my emotions? Or why do I express my emotions at the wrong time? Right? And what I'll say is, when you take time to yourself to feel how you feel without really a lot of mind chatter and dialogue about like, well, this is why I feel this way, or this person made me feel this way, but rather this just very simple act of feeling your feelings. Oh, it is so good for you. So, <clears throat> If you've been listening to the podcast, you know that I'm in a new phase of my life. I'm about a few months into the empty nest phase. I'm all done raising my kids and my husband and I, we're just on our own <laughs> and we don't really know what to do with ourselves. And there's a lot of emotion that comes in this time of life. It was kind of fun raising kids. It was kind of fun when the four of us were all in the house, people were coming and going, you know, I was making, I was nurturing people that like to eat food, right? And offering help to people that needed guidance, my boys, right? I don't really do that anymore. So there's a loss there. And it was so, it was so, so good because when I took my little camping trip at one moment, I finally, <laughs> I finally got off my hammock. I got my tent set up. I blew up my air mattress, um, which was the most I could possibly do at that time. And then I sat in my tent and I started writing in my journal and all this emotion started coming up and I felt so much sadness. And I'm not saying like, and being an empty nester is really, really sad. Like you're not going to like it. No, it's actually kind of awesome. There's a lot of good emotion, what we would say like, quote unquote, good emotion, and a lot of like emotion that's a little bit more difficult and a little bit more expressive about life shifts, right? Like 
Have you ever left a relationship that you really didn't want to be in, but when you left it, you were really, really sad? Yeah, totally. It belongs, right? All the emotion that we feel, we don't have to justify it. We don't have to defend it. We don't have to explain it to anybody. But my friend, we do have to feel it. And so just giving myself that moment to just like really feel the part of me that was sad was so helpful. I felt so validated by myself. I felt so like no judgment whatsoever, just accepted and loved. And to allow myself just to feel my feelings was absolutely wonderful. So go it alone. Take some time in your life. Just take a little moment out. If you have to go sleep over somewhere else, if you have to ask whoever lives with you to please leave for a moment, right? But take a chunk of time, hours, and be in relationship with yourself. Build your relationship with yourself by spending time with you. Get some insights. Be with yourself in a way that feels like it's intentional, like ask good questions, have interesting conversations, and then just spend some time being present, practicing a little bit of mindfulness or meditation, whatever your jam is. Be here, be where you are, right? Don't be in your head, be in your life. And then allow yourself to conjure up and feel and express any emotion that you might have. Everybody always says the same thing. But Rebecca, what if I never stop feeling the emotion, <laughs> right? Like I just went up there and I just bawled in my tent for, for like five minutes. And then I was like, ah, okay, moving on. I'm going to do something else now, right? And I got my book out and read my book or had a different conversation with myself or, you know, just kind of laid there and, and spent time with myself. If you get stuck, you can always ask for help, but it's really important that you understand that your emotion doesn't go anywhere. Remember the episode about letting it go? Yeah, that was me on the cusp of letting some stuff go. And now that I have, I feel so much more like I feel like I can just express my feelings about this situation because I know what they are, I know what they feel like, and I know that they're safe. Remember, my friend, emotion is a very temporary thing, right? It's kind of hard to stay in one emotional state for too long of a time. So, you know, you might find that you need a little bit of help practicing or learning to express emotion um, for reals, right? This isn't intellectualizing. It's not talking about how you feel. It's feeling what you feel. So if you need some help, reach out, get some help doing that. That's something, um, a coach or a therapist, a counselor, that's something you can learn, my friend. You can learn it by listening to this podcast. I have 106 episodes now. So I hope this was helpful and I wish for you a lovely relationship with yourself in which it is safe and comfortable and loving and kind to go it alone, to spend some time with yourself and be in that relationship. 
Hey, um, before I sign off, I just want to tell you that it's, it's a really good idea to subscribe to the podcast because I'm not really recording on a solid schedule anymore, um, which fits in really well with my life, but then you don't really know when I'm going to be here. So if you subscribe, it's really cool because my podcasts will get, um, uploaded and it'll pop right into your little podcast player and go like, Hey dude, it's time for your personal growth project. <laughs> so thanks for joining me today. I will be back again soon with more love for you and for me. Thanks for listening. I hope you found today's episode helpful. Your reviews, your likes, sharing it with friends, and just following or subscribing to this podcast, it really helps it get out to more people. So that's just how this game goes, this podcast deal. So here's my ask. Will you just take an action that will help more of us? It doesn't matter what it is. I'd really appreciate it. And so will your friends and family. Okay. If you don't already know, I've spent years specializing in helping people with anxiety. So have you experienced any anxiety lately? Uh, yeah, a lot of people have. I wanted to let you know, I do have an online class that will totally school you in the art of ditching an anxiety problem. So whether you're taking meds for it or doing therapy, or maybe you're more into self-help, my class is going to launch you into recovery mode because the non-negotiable fact is this. The only way to get rid of an anxiety problem is to do some personal growth work, my friend. Learning about anxiety, getting mindfulness skills, right? Otherwise known as brain discipline and presence and developing a better relationship with yourself are all crucial elements of anxiety recovery, period. Game over. If you want to find out more, head to my site and join my class. It's called Back to Calm. Thanks for being here. Thank you.